We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. Show we had a big football game last night, man. We had a big football game last night. Them Cowboys. Super Wild Card Weekend. Hey, look here. Them Cowboys went out there to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend, Monday Night Football. They went out there, and uh, the final score was 31 to 14. But if we're being completely honest, the Cowboys dominated that ball game the entire time. And, and literally, their their kicker missed four straight extra points, and it was never even a factor. Now, early in the game, I, I think if you were Jerry and Dak and Mike McCarthy and company, you're sitting there going, "Boy, this is this thing's this right here is what store what what like like legends are made of." Is Tom Brady coming back and winning that ball game by a point or two points after your kicker missed a bunch of extra points? But it never came down to that. And this ball game was absolutely huge for the Cowboys and absolutely huge for Dak Prescott. Show today we sit here today on january the 17th it's a 30 year anniversary of jimmy johnson after the cowboys won i believe an nfc championship game on the road he stood up and said how about them cowboys and every and then that thing was heard around the world and everybody said it and and loves it and and um it's it goes down in, in in history 30 years ago was that statement and that was the last time that the Cowboys won a road playoff game until last night, until the Cowboys went to Tampa Bay and beat the Buccaneers 31-14. to They were 1-4 on grass. They, they, they kicked tail on turf all year long, but for whatever reason, their numbers dropped significantly yep. and their win-loss ratio went down significantly when they got on real grass. The road game I just mentioned, 30 years, held playoff games. Winning in the playoffs has escaped the Cowboys uh, for the most part since 1995. I mean, it, it, it's been it's been a hell I – mean, it's a huge game for Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, not to mention it was against Tom Brady and the team that won the Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago, two years ago, three years, two years ago, yep, right? two years, tw- Two years ago. And um, so it was a big game. And then you look at Dak Prescott, man um, – Dak Prescott was being doubted after being paid. Dak Prescott, if we're honest, he's been great and he's been bad. Up and down. He's been inconsistent. A lot like young quarterbacks do coming in the league. The question was, is Dak Prescott going to be inconsistent and ultimately fall out of the top quarterbacks in the NFL conversation or is he going to rise to the occasion? Dak Prescott had the best ball game of his NFL career Last night, you think that was the best one. Absolutely, twenty-five of thirty-three, three hundred and five yards, four touchdown passes, seven rushes, twenty-four yards, and a touchdown. They used his legs um, in the run game. They used his legs in the run game, which I believe gave him very vanilla looks in the pass game, which allowed Dak Prescott to again go twenty-five of thirty-three for three hundred and five yards and four touchdowns, and. Yes, show they they were as locked in as I've seen an offense in a long time. It's one thing to throw the ball fifty some odd times and throw for four hundred yards 
and you just uh, you just keep pushing the ball down the field versus some crazy man coverage, and you just got better dudes than the defense. This was not that. They've got good dudes, don't get me wrong, but this was not that. This was great play design, great play call. The timing was great. The quarterback execution, really the, the, the execution offensively, was absolutely phenomenal show. Dak it was dialed in. Kellen Moore was dialed in. And, yes, I believe this was the biggest game of Dak Prescott's career. And it came at, at you could argue, the biggest moment uh, for the Dallas Cowboys of the last 30 years as well. No, I mean, it, it, was, it was like all their weapons that they were able to use were on display. Dak was just dist- – like, that was a big thing. Total control yeah. that he was in. They used to- Tony Pollard really, really well. C.D. Lamb got off to a slow start, but then they used him well. They used Schultz, the tight end, really well. Um, I I think it was a, a big day for, I think, three people. Dak, who is going to get the most of it because he's the quarterback, and the quarterback gets the most of it, and trust he would get the most of the blame if they lost. Yep, as he was. <laughs> Kellen Moore. Yep. Uh, a guy we have wondered about. I think he probably helped his head coaching, his head coaching candidacy with the game last night. And then Mike McCarthy, the head coach. They have struggled in a lot of areas. What do they have? Two penalties last night, yep. no turnovers. That has always been uh, an issue. I remember last year in the playoffs against oh, the it Niners. It was the issue, right? It was the issue. The discipline. But they, but they also started off really, really slow. Yep. He made it a point that they start off fast. Now, those first two possessions, like to me, it felt like they were going a little too fast. Yep. Like they were moving too fast on things. And then they, when they settled in, like Dak said after the game, it was huge. So those three guys. Like, those three guys are the ones that people are really looking to push the blame towards. They all were really, really good. And, by the way, 11, I mean, you just couldn't. I mean, any time you turned on the screen when Tampa had the ball, it looked like they had a problem with Micah Parsons the whole way through. So, all of their, as I would say, cat daddies came to play. Yeah, that's their what I was looking dude, for yesterday, their, man. Their, their, cat daddies. Their cat daddies came to play. Every last one of them put their imprint on that game, yep. and, and that that was big for him. Yeah, so the 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 way the, the the one thing that stood out to me, and I was looking for the tweet that I put out. Other than just Dak was flat out ball, and Kellen Moore was 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 in his zone. I loved, absolutely loved the way that Dallas was using tempo to counter Tampa Bay's defense, trying to disguise what they were doing on offense. Like, I'm sorry, on defense, like. They were trying to disguise, and Dallas knew, all right, all we got to do is go a little up-tempo, and it, it limits what they can do. It, it limits how much they can disguise. The reason you use tempo is to catch the defense in a certain look that you know you can take advantage of because when you go tempo, they typically fall right back into either whatever they just whatever defense they were just playing or whatever their number one defense is, whatever their comfort zone is. So you can really pare down – what the defense is going to do. I love the way that Dallas used tempo last night. It absolutely changed the game. Now, I loved what I saw last night. But here's my here's my concern for Dallas moving forward, right, is the use of that tempo and, and the heater that Kellen Moore was on gave Dak Prescott and the ability to run the football the way, the way Dak and, and, and Pollard and Zeke did allowed Dak to for the most part his first read was was open the majority of the night. Did he squeeze a couple in? Absolutely. Did he manu- did he did he manipulate his safety to the left and then throw the touchdown on the three pump to 
to um, uh, Dalton. What's his name? Schultz. Dalton Schultz. That that yeah that he he but but that what they were trying to get accomplished came open and Dak was able to drive the football in there. They're gonna come up against the defense next week. They're gonna come up against a defense that they're not gonna need to disguise. They're gonna be able to choke you. They're gonna be able to pressure you. They're gonna be able to do some things and they're gonna take your one, two, and three read away in the progression. You have to get to four, right? They're they're gonna make it a little bit more difficult on Dak. So while last night was absolutely beautiful. The, I think the one takeaway, other than how great they played and how big of a win it was for the, the the Cowboys, is you cannot ignore the fact that a lot of those were his first first look, first read, like what the play was drawn up, shot plays, and the and the shot worked perfectly. He's not going to live in that perfect world for four ball games, and that's the can Dak carry a team when that's the case? I know he can light that ass up when he, when you're seeing things right. Him and Kellen Moore are as good as anybody out there. It's it's when it's not that way, which happens in in this in the postseason a lot. What do you look like then? That's the concern for me. But does Dallas have to have Dak play like that for them to win? No, you know what I'm saying. So so even against the Niners, like like this is the crazy thing. Like there's a real argument, especially before the season started. I don't even think there would have been an argument. And there's an argument that Dallas has the best quarterback left in the NFC. Him, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, and uh, and Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones. I mean, there's an argument that they yeah. have. I mean, yeah, yeah, he no, is the most accomplished. I didn't think about it like that. He's but the you, most accomplished, yeah. right? Like, like you come into that thinking and you understand who he has, Kyle Shanahan or whatever, with, with Brock Purdy. We're yeah. seeing it, but like he he he's not going up against Aaron in his prime, where you feel like he's got to match him, you know, or or or, or Brady in his prime, where you feel like he's got to match him. So that's the thing is the Cowboys, with their defense and with their run game and with their skill guys, they don't need Dak to to account for five touchdowns yeah. and for 300 yeah. yards and use his legs for them to win games in the NFC. Yeah, so I agree, Show Because if, if they if they get that Dak, I mean nobody's going to touch him. Well, he's going to have to. I, I think he has to play that efficient of a ball game. But but I, I just like he's got to go. Okay. The three pump to Dalton Schultz is called, and you don't get a middle. Like the, the middle field is close. So there's a, one middle safety. You move him left. Boom! The hole is to the right, right there, and it's an easy read, easy throw. Like you're going to come to the line of scrimmage, you're going to have that called, and you're going to have split safeties. And okay, instead of hanging on Dalton Schultz, and hopefully he bends it inside, and then you fit it in a tight window between two safeties, you're going to have to be willing to tuck it and go make seven, eight yards, or you're going to have to have the ability to get off of that read and go to two, three, and maybe even four in a progression. So. It doesn't have to look – I'll say this. They, they're going to have to have three more ball games of of Dak that's playing that efficiently. Does it have to be that sexy in terms of taking those shots down the field? Absolutely not. But he has to play efficient. Show on the other side, on the other side of this coin, we're talking, about, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and the, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Cowboys won 31-14 in a huge game for the Cowboys. This is a game that, that is going to change a lot of what Tampa Bay looks like. Have they officially fired Byron Leftwich, or was that just reports surfacing that they're going to they're, they're going to fire him? I, I haven't seen that. any I, I official saw, news. I on saw that. something this morning that his job is is in jeopardy, and it wow. wasn't just a hearsay. It was abs- it was actually a, a report. Um, it, it was it was a report about how last year he was actually a head coach candidate, and I think he turned Jacksonville down because he didn't like the 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 general manager. And now here he had a, after a year struggling, his job could be in jeopardy. But nonetheless, Tom Brady, thirty five <laughs> of sixty six. For 351 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And I'll be honest with you, um, 
that stat line doesn't do doesn't do what we watched Tom how the struggle that we watched Tom Brady have for four quarters last night that stat line doesn't it's a lot better than than the the, the struggle was show yeah, he also had a, a real weak act of desperation move when he tried to trip somebody oh, yeah. on an interception. Oh, he, he tried the old slide, yeah, the old was, kick. The old, I'm telling you, boy. The old leg sweep, he did, didn't he? He did. That's the second time he did it to Grady Jarrett. Yeah. And, and Grady Jarrett got a 15-yard penalty call him earlier this year. Listen, man, I, 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 I watched that. Tom needs to stop. He needs to hang it up. Um, he needs – he needs – what he needs is, is a hard thing to predict to have happen in the league. I can't think of a situation right now where somebody just has amazing protection all the time. Somebody just has, like, where you're not getting touched. I think the Niners have a really good offensive line. I've watched I've watched Brock Purdy get touched up. I've watched Bruce Irvin come through multiple times against Seattle this year when they played Seattle in the first round. Like, he just needs to be not touched. He looks like he has, like, like nerves of getting hit or just avoiding it at all costs. Like him hanging into the pocket and stepping in and throwing the ball down the field, while the, with the chance of taking a hit, seems like that is over. Uh, I think he's had really bad parts around him, right? Really bad parts around him in terms of the offensive line was injured this this year and weren't great. The running game was terrible. Him to have to throw sixty six times in a game is ridiculous, but some of it was him, and and, and a lot of it was him and. Uh, and boy, his his leadership style is real tough when he's playing like that. Like I saw him going off on so many receivers over and over again in the offensive line. And when he's playing the way he is, I feel like people are tuning him out. He's got to hang this thing up I, to me. I, I disagree from a hang-up perspective. I agree with the points uh, in terms of him uh, appearing to the, the the pressure to have gotten to him uh, and missing throws that we typically see him him make and and I'm, I'm gonna tell you the the mar regardless of why but the the margin of error for Tom Brady in in and really the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is just it was so thin Super. that that they they couldn't he couldn't overcome it they couldn't overcome it um I thought the throwaway that the, the touchdown I mean the interception in the end zone was a throwaway he just didn't get enough on it a couple plays later Leonard, Leonard Fournette misses a pass protection right down the gut and and Tom Brady to your point kind of shies down from the from the the the, uh, the 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 contact and he ends up missing a throw with a receiver that was wide open. Tom Brady typically makes those those throws, and so this year's been a tough year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I think he's got some left in the tank. I, I'd like to see him in in um, in Las Vegas and see what they can what he can do there with with his old his old pal Josh McDaniel. I think I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank. Um, show. I got I got I got a quick. Uh, I need some help here, man. Oh, oh boy. I don't know if y'all saw it, but did y'all see did y'all see Mike McDaniel ripping a vape on the sideline in, no. in the game? I heard about it, but I, I didn't see that. it. Yeah, so 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 Mike McDaniel in the middle of Miami's of, of, yeah 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 in the middle of the of the um, of the game is calling plays and he he leans over and and uh, kind of puts his hand up to his mouth, kind of the way Tyler vapes when we see Tyler vape, kind of try to do it like 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 discreetly. I need some help. Like I don't understand. I don't understand vaping. Like I, I mean, I grew up where it was a, a, a cancer stick or a cigar there, or a black, obviously. Um, cloves were a thing even back uh, then. Yeah. Um, but the vape thing, really, like I need a little help with the vape thing. What the hell are we doing? I don't know. Somebody on the trailer, wheel and frame text line might have to help, or maybe Tyler knows. Tyler's a vapor. 
Are you a vapor? Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. I, I don't have. I, I I don't probably should should pump the brakes on it. But yeah, it, it, it's uh. Good I mean, it's an know. effect on your brain. I mean, it's just nicotine. It's 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 nicely flavored nicotine. It's it's for me, it, it, especially when we're in the show and working and I'm grinding. It's it works almost like a, a counterpart to caffeine, almost like it's just the head buzz. Really, yeah, when you not, get down to it. Really. So, so what is? I'm how good. does it work? Like, what are we doing here? You just inhale it, and it's it's water vapor that has nicotine in it. I mean, is it bad for you? Most like likely, vaping, vaping in itself. Like, I've 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 seen some reports where it's really really bad for you. Yeah, I've read different studies on. It. I don't think it's good for you. I don't think it's as bad for you as like smoking cigarettes or anything. But but yeah, there's no way it's good for you. It, it is bad. Why don't you just start smoking darts? Yeah, so you're not. Ugh, I mean, you'd man. be a lot cooler Ugh. if you sat in there with, yeah. the, with looking like the Marlboro like, man. Right and my yeah. wife would agree with you. Every time I hit this vape, she says, "You, you look like such a d bag." Yeah, just like just get you get you a camel. I, I agree. Don't know what it is you smoke? Uh, yeah, you. Uh, I'm never gonna works. smoke cigarettes, man. Dark, man. Hey, get you get you old yeah. uh, get you old full go denim on denim, the old Canadian tux. Isn't it a Canadian tux? Isn't that what that's called? Yeah, I don't know. Get get you get you get you the old <laughs> denim on denim, and 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 uh, and get you old Marlboro light, and and uh, we'll call you the Marlboro man. You. Yeah. I think I just need to like work on cutting out the vaping, not adding. The cigarettes. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would like it, but if you're going to do it, just be going to do it, I mean, do it expeditiously, as, as Joe Clark said, man. You'll kill yourself. All right, coming up, from one goat who needs to hang it up to another one who needs to hang something up as well. We'll discuss that. Coming up next, right here on The Drive. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Oh, I just got a text that's going to make Tyler really sad. I think it's going to make a lot of us sad. It's going to make Tyler really sad. This kind of stuff hits him. A um, couple of uh, t- Courtney sent me the text. Some of her uh, Trey's friends, um, his, his buddies. Shout out to Lincoln and Lucas. Link, they, Link and Luke, huh? Yeah, said um, they had to put their uh, they had to put their dog down today, and they uh, they came over to a. Uh, to the Hughley house to take their minds off of it. He said they were they were sad and, and Trey's trying to trying to help them out. Trying to cheer them up. Trying to cheer them up. And Courtney's raised a good man. I'm telling you. Shout out to them. Been boy. able to overcome your impact and she's done a good job with Seven Trey. Seven and nine years old. Although they are had to put their dog down. How old were you? We had to put your first dog down. I still hadn't put a dog down. I don't know. You had had to put one down. Yeah, I, I was thirty. I, I wasn't a big. Fa- I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the dogs we had around the house when I was young. Now, we, I had one die. Miss Mary died. Annie, I don't know what happened to Annie. We had a boxer <laughs> that we gave away. Oh, you gave away. Um, yeah, we, had, we had a white, we had a white uh, American Eskimo named, named uh, Casey that was the worst dog in America. Would bite the wheels of the lawnmower when I'm mowing trying to make me some money. Good Lord. Teresa told me I got enough, we got enough people to take care of for us to add a dog. And I know you ain't going to help with it is what she can say to me. <laughs> Never had a dog growing up until we had old Max. Me and Courtney got married and had to put Max down right before we moved here. So, uh, it's all right, man. 
Make him feel better. Give him, give him. Yeah, Trey, do, do your thing, man. Courtney, go ahead and cook, cook them kids up some. Let them have candy or something. I know Trey, he's going to try to finagle himself into some sad. He's going to win in that deal. Let me get in some of this. Trey's going to win in that deal, ain't he? Yeah, he is. He's going to get a dub. All right, man. Uh, as we talked about uh, Tom Brady, uh, his season ended. We'll see if his career did. He is a GOAT. Last night, the Rockets, um, and it's getting bad, man. They've lost 11 in a row. <laughs> they went on this, this West Coast trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's got drilled. This one was competitive. For the most part, LeBron, he dropped 48 points. But uh, the uh, the first-round pick for the Rockets, Jabari Smith Jr., had a little fun moment with LeBron James. Uh, if, uh, if you don't know Jabari's father, he played in the league before. This was the exchange they had right before they're about to inbound the ball. Like, this is this is some real psychological stuff Jabari Smith tried to play. This is right before they, they inbounded the ball, an exchange between Smith and LeBron James. Hey. You played against my dad, first your first NBA game ever. Really? Sacramento. Why you do that? Trip? You feel old, don't you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's the old, the greatest you? of all time, huh? You feel old, don't you? Damn. That <laughs> <laughs> commenced to put 48 on your asses right yeah. as hit. Oh. But dog, fight it, man. LeBron been playing that long. Like you, you start to look at LeBron and Brady and think about like there there are several Fathers and sons they've played against. <laughs> like several, like Patrick Sertain. I think you played, hell, I think you played with his dad. I played with his dad. And now Patrick Sertain. Damn, and dirty, Tom's my age. Yeah, well, I'm just, and Tom's, Tom's older than me. Tom's I think, older I think than Tom's you. got a few months on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom's older than you. He played, they played uh, Asante Samuel, picked yeah. off his dad. I mean, Asante Samuel, that, that one is the one that makes me feel real old. I, I, I could vividly see Asante Samuel Sr. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it does not feel like it was that long ago. But, Clint, man, I, I, I said Tom needs to come home. This thing is getting worse with LeBron, man. What's that? Clint, the Lakers? The Lakers are a, a thing themselves. But this hair, Clint, it's, it's What hair? It's... <laughs> It's getting. It's I didn't getting. see it. What was wrong? Oh, with it? it's there wasn't nothing to see. Like the last time you saw it, you knew it was right. Oh God! Like it, it, it's, it's five times worse. I'll, I'll guarantee. I don't know when the last time you seen LeBron's head, but the last time it's getting bad. It used to just be right in the back. Yeah. Now, like it's it's right on the top too, man. He came, like I I swear to God, I believe LeBron used to go to the bench and put. Some blue magic, some pink lotion, grease, and and brush his hair because he would come on and you'd be like, "Damn, okay, it looks good. To, it looks good in the second right, quarter." Right, and I right, remember right. last time you stepped off the floor. It looked he was putting in a lot of effort. He put a lot of effort. I don't care how many ways he brushes it, how many directions he brushes it, it is beyond over. And I don't know why he's continuing this. Why wouldn't a man like that get some plugs? It's we're, listen, we're beyond. Like we're we've passed that. I I think he could come think back. The plugs have been taken. He could come back next year and 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 look. I mean, he, he could have a new hairline like you do. I don't have a. I don't. I don't have plugs. Well, yours is like natural. Yours is natural. You just you like just D, changed think, your whole look. I think mm-hmm. Dion did it right. R.I.P. Is Harold. he too? Is he too late? Like right now? Like if it? If there it, is no. Too there late. is too late. I don't think. Did, did Seth get him? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Seth, yeah Seth, Seth, he worked with one of our clients here and, yeah, and got it got it done. Swears by it. I, I just I think looks it's, good. I think right now it's so bad, and we've watched it just die. 
Like it's like a like it's grass that ain't get no rain up there. It just die. What do you think you got to do with it? Just shave it bald. Just shave it bald and go with the big beard. Bald, just, big beard, and headband again. He don't even need to do the headband. Whatever he, if he wants to do headband, that's fine. But this here, when he like next time you watch LeBron, if he goes to the free throw line and he bends his head down to dribble, yeah, and that camera pans right on it, it is. I mean, it's it's a disgrace. I'll just be honest with you. It's it's it's. <laughs> well, it's, why do you think it, he hangs on the way? He I does? don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I he don't tries know. to be Jordan in every other aspect. He should just shave it and get a and, and get a hoop earring. He actually does everything to go the opposite of Michael Jordan. I mean, he does not do it. He goes the complete other way of Michael Jordan. I just don't know why. Someone said, hey, show KD ain't no better. KD's ridiculous. KD, KD has just quit. KD could go get a haircut. Like, KD's hair, his head looks like the globe. Like, <laughs> like, the globe. like, like there's something. It looks like when I don't like turn her. the sprinklers on in my backyard for a few weeks. No, it's like, it's like there's, there's, there's dry land patches. and then there's water. It looks like he, his <laughs> could look better if he got a haircut. He's just giving up. And you quit. talking about KD? Yeah, KD yeah. just quit. LeBron is trying his hardest. Ah, uh, he needs, he, I'm, I'm you with would, you, man. You I, would go with plugs or, or go ball. I would, I would do one or the other. You do one of the, I damn sure clear, wouldn't land in the middle. He clearly, he clearly, understands like he clearly wants it like there's something about that is a hang-up for him. i got a good buddy of mine that i've had this conversation with show you and i've talked about him before and it's it's like i literally have had the conversation with all right it's bad enough it bothers you just go bald did you hold, have you had a talk with him oh yeah we've had it multiple times and like you know what he does you know, next time i see him you know what he does it's grown out. It's long. He pushes it harder. It's and and it's not even in an effort to cover up the the balding in the front. It's it's the it's slick straight back. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like it's like what are we doing here? I mean, he's I just, got he's got a want, real man? case of the Lebrons, no question. Lebron, it, his is it's 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 it's, it's just sick. I don't I don't understand. Like, if you don't have good hair, like there ain't there ain't there's it's hard to beat a good slick bald head look. Like good clean. They got to take care of it. But it's but, it, but that'd be easy for him. Oh, but but it, like especially with that big beard. Oh, that'd be sharp. That's listen, a good look, man. And I, no, I'm would, dead. I'm dead ass serious. Oh, I too. am too. I I, I, I'm I ain't got that problem. But I'm, I'm prepared just, until you know the Lord stepped in and I had a comeback. But I was prepared to go straight bald and straight beard. Best hair at the station. This uh, entire uh, show right here. But the Lord <laughs> saw fit that I would go and He gave me a, a, at least it feels like to me at least another eight years here. Uh, oh, that he's giving me. I mean, cost Harold his life, though. Uh, I mean, you're you're aging casualties. in reverse, Chief. I just don't. I don't understand it. Yeah. He, I, to to it, be it, fair, to be fair, the good Lord gave you Harold, <laughs> so they removed a bald spot from your head back Clint, there. So, however, it had to come. <laughs> yeah. It came. Damn, man. All right. And now I just, I it is, it is like, and LeBron doesn't just have yes men around him, right? Like he's got guys. That are in his inner circle who have been all those with banana him boat fellas before. Before no, not not even not even Dwayne and them. And I'm sure D Wade has just had a conversation. Hey man, how long are we gonna do this? But oh, like, if if, if, like, but if he's his got, boys ain't clowning on him, they ain't had, real. No, he's got guys from high school before he is LeBron, like middle school before the LeBron. And they're clowning know. on him. They have to. Maverick can't, Maverick can't just keep walking by and saying, "Hey, hey man, look good to me." Yeah, I mean, you look good last night, man. You look good, like. Because Savannah, I think Savannah has spoken her piece. For those that don't know, that's LeBron's wife. That, that's that's why. Who is that LeBron's wife? Shows on a first And, and, uh, and, first and I, think it might, I think it might be it, because I've done this with Courtney, where he may just be out of spite. 
knowing he needs to do it. And she well, said, I, I mean, and, and I, just I'm not no, getting the message look, from the I, right person. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, God, Lord knows that. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm I, I like, I, I like women, and I, and I'm happily married. Um, just put that out there. But, I, but I'll be like, for someone to complain about LeBron, like the way LeBron is built. Like LeBron walks in with, I mean, I mean, just chiseled and six whatever he is, and 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 for Savannah to look up and go, yeah, you, you're doing great, but everywhere but that hair, Clint. like that, that'd be a selfish ass move. Well, I don't know if it'd be a selfish ass move or an honest. Not move. to mention, I, it, or I mean, a very honest move. He, he'd be able to pull that old Kevin Hardy on Lord, him. You like came, that car you're driving? If it came down, you like it, that house you're living in? If I want to leave my hair, hey, and she been there since high school too. If it came down to it, Lauren would tell you. Lauren would. I think Lauren would tell you because I know you tell her. I'd like to think no one really would have to. to I know you tell her. I if, I was, if I were really trying to hang on to it, though, I think Lo would be like, "All right, baby, looks all right." No, she would. I'm telling you, she, she would. You're rocking the hell out of that home over day, babe. If she knew it would hurt me, she wouldn't do it. She would come down in a real good spot, like Courtney did that one time when she, when I went on TV and she paused it. <laughs> And that left side was can't be up. going on TV that like left this. Side. Listen, you told me to tell you, and I'm just telling you, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is why I, I think one thing we need to look at with Sean Payton. This is why he is saying things that I think a lot of people thought were going to be major problems for the Texans. What does not seem to be an issue for him. We'll discuss that next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right. This, this thing is getting serious, at least more serious, with Sean Payton. And I think something we need to take a little bit, you know, more time to look in. And with him going and speaking about the Texans multiple times on FS1, the herd with uh, Colin Cowherd, talking about his interest in the Texans, talking about why he'd be interested in the Texans, talking about, yes, I know Nick, talking about the ownership group. They got to take it a little bit more serious. And then he interviews with the Texans via Zoom last night. So he has been in contact, interviewed with them. Hell, they probably interviewed each other, more like it, uh, with Sean Payton. And Clint, there, there's a few things that we got to look at. Like one of the big things, and I think one of the big hurdles for the Texans, Clint, is is how people view them as an ownership group in front office. I think that is a big deal. I don't. Coaches liked. I mean, we we see real successful franchises. Not there are not a lot you can point to that have really poor ownership that makes bad decisions. And most coaches, especially coaches that have options, don't want to go to places like that. And that's a hurdle they've got to jump over. And it's one, especially for somebody like Sean Payton who has options. You wonder if they if they can pull that off. Well, you've been thinking, Clint. When you look at Cal McNair and you think about his history, he what Cal McNair does, Clint, is he trusts the people that works for to him. To a fault. To a right? fault. Like, yeah, to a fault. He trusts. Like, he put trust into Bill O'Brien and let him rock and roll and take over the deal. Trust in Jack Easterby and let him have a lot of decision-making power. Trust in Nick Casario. Now, uh, uh, to this point, those things have not worked out. But, like, I wonder Sean Payton thinking, mm, just let him put a little of that trust in me. Yeah. 
Won't you, won't you, won't you put, won't you give me that kind of power? What would happen if you gave me the power where I could make trades like for Laramie Tunzel? What would happen if you gave me the power where I could make moves like DeAndre Hopkins? What would, what would happen if you would have given me the power to be able to pick and choose my quarterback and all these things? I won't, I won't have the thing looking the way it did look with Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby, and here at the start with Nick Casario. That, to me, we've looked at him like, oh, I don't know about the way the ownership acts. If Sean Payton thinks he could get the same amount of power that those guys did in terms of making decisions, that is probably appealing to him. That is, that is probably in a space where Sean doesn't think, oh, man, this guy's an idiot. Well, no, if he allows me the thought to be able to, 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 to make decisions freely, then that's a different thing. So I, I think Sean may look at it as like, you just, you just trusted the wrong folks. Trust me. And, yeah. I, and I know some people may have an issue with that listening, but if you're Sean Payton, I don't know if that part about the ownership is, yeah. is a negative. I don't give a damn who got a problem with it. Uh, I mean, the reality of it is, show, is, is you're spot on. Um, I mean, a, a, a big reason why the Texans have been an absolute mess of late is because Cal McNair put an, an unbelievable amount of trust in people that ended up being snakes that ended up wanting to do, caring more about the power they have, caring more about what players are doing off the field instead of of, of what who they are in the building and, and what they're producing in the building. And and it, it was counterproductive to winning ballgames. Ultimately, with Bill O'Brien, it was, um, you know, running off several GMs and, and, then, and then him trusting Jack Easterby. Like, it, it was all, a, from Cal McNair's perspective, it was, it was very, it's a very simple reason why things happen. Now, when you get into Bill O'Brien and you get into Jack Easterby and you get into Nick Casario and David Culley and Lovey Smith, it gets real complicated and real convoluted, right? But when you look at it from the ownership's perspective, like, it's very simple. Cal McNair put unwavering trust into the wrong people. Now you look at it from a potential head coach that's got pelts on the wall that wants to win ball games, that wants to build a young quarterback into a Hall of Famer, that wants to take players that that they draft and put them in the best position to win ball games. Um, that's done it before. That's done it before. That guy would value the the trust that Cal McNair has shown to give to a head coach and give to a decision maker in an organization. So I I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, show. I believe the same thing that put Cal McNair in the situation yep. that he's in could pull him out. Could pull him out. I, fir- I firmly believe that. But you got to trust the right people. Here's the problem is Cal McNair has not only trusted the wrong people, he's trusted people that have never done it before. Like Bill O'Brien had never been a GM. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien had never made decisions beyond a head coach and an offensive play caller. And let's be honest. I mean, hell, he he shuffled the play calling duties around when he was a head coach a couple of times as well. He couldn't even manage that that well. He couldn't, you know, what whether it was him doing it or allowing yeah. somebody else to do it. He wouldn't. So Cal McNair from 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 Bill O'Brien to Jack Easterby to to maybe some of the general managers before I don't know. Cal McNair trusted the wrong people, and that that same level of trust I think is one thing that would make them 
the 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 top opening this year, assuming nobody else comes open, i.e. LA Chargers or the Dallas Cowboys, that that could make the Texans the number one opening. And and I it's perfect. Well, I mean it's well done. So I I think that's your spot on, brother. And it's happened before, and it's happened throughout the league. Like Robert Kraft has put for twenty years, his decision making power is trusted who Bill Belichick. Yep. yep now for yep. the most part, it has worked. Now sometimes you may do things like hire Matt Patricia and and Joe Judge to be your offensive coaching staff for some reason, and that might Ooh. that might backfire or. He attempted to try to trade Tom Brady a little earlier than than Robert had to and wanted to, and then he stepped in. But that's what he did. That's what's happening in San Francisco. The York family trusted Kyle Shanahan to be the guy that makes decisions, trusted him to trade three first-round picks to get Trey Lance and do all the things that they have done personally. It happens. Like, literally, the the place that that I came from, Clark Hunt was a guy who made terrible decisions. That's what people thought. Like, he, he he chose Scott Pioli. That was not a good decision. Then he let Scott Pioli hire, uh, uh, God, who was the coach? Uh, wasn't Romeo Cornell or it no, wasn't? Uh, it Todd was, Haley. It was Bill Parcell, Todd uh, no, Haley. Todd Haley. Let him hire Todd Haley, which was a mistake. Let yeah. him do all these things. Said, hey, man, Scott Pioli, like, first thing I want to do is bring in Matt Castle for a second-round pick. Let him do all these things. Made poor decisions. Had to blow it up. Then the next person he brought in was Andy Reid to make all of the right decisions. And he entrusted him the same way he entrusted Scott Fioli, just he picked the better person. Yep. <laughs> and like Cal, Cal McNair, I think, has proven he will do that. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to let folks work until they completely tell me that I need to get in, get in the way, which I think Nick Casario has done now, and he has gotten himself in the way. Agreed. But he will let. He'll let Sean Payton and I'm and I'm sitting there thinking, boy, well, they don't have to get past the owner, the owner situation. Maybe Sean Payton's sitting there thinking, looking at it like, no, no, give me that. Yeah. Give me that ability to pick the quarterback that, I want to pick. Give boy, me that. That ability. is that that is that is really, really good, man. I mean, it, to think that that literally this the same thing that put Cal McNair yeah. in a position where the Texans, and if we're being honest, he he as an owner. Uh, is the laughing stock of the NFL incompetent? Were words are, are words that are being thrown around? Dysfunctional are words that are being thrown around. All because of being careless with with how he who he trusts, and that same exact characteristic could be exactly what I think resurrects the Texans. Could be exactly what makes the Texans the 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 sexier uh head coach uh, you know available position um that's that's crazy man that's that's a, that's a good point what's going to have to happen though he's going to have to trust somebody cuz he's not well, I don't think he knows any other way Cal don't want to be I mean Yeah he's but he's not that, that's not his gig though right he's not a guy that's going to be a football person that should be like making all of these decisions he yeah. is going to be a guy that leads in a way of I gotta, I gotta have really good people around me, and and I'm, but I'm gonna be honest with you, show like again, th- this is just completely off the cuff with this this cow conversation here. Um, if perfect world, and and I know we're far from it in Houston, but perfect world, I would prefer it that way. Like yes. I would really prefer the only time we hear from the owner or see the owner is when he and Hannah and all their kiddos 
are are sitting up in a box cheering if the Texans win and sad if they lose. Like that in the war room, you want to sit in the back, you want to be around the table during the draft. Cool, sounds good, man. But like all of this needing to make statements here and 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 you know, I, I don't know, man. I just I, I would. I respect the way that all owners operate. Like I respect the hell out of the way Jerry operates. If I had a billion dollar organization, I'd probably be in the in the middle of it too, or, or I guess more like a four or five billion dollar. Anyway, I, I'd be I'd be in the middle of it as well. Um, but if if we're talking about if, if we're talking about like the likelihood of things working out, and this is again this is again this is why I like offensive minded head coaches. But but there's the, the like the fewer voices that you have, the fewer decision makers that you have, the more like assuming they're good decision makers, right? Obviously, if you pick yeah, the wrong yeah, people, put- it's never going to work. But if you choose the right people, if Cal McNair gets somehow lassos Sean Payton and gets Sean Payton, he can go sit in a corner, hang out, and watch his squad do work. I mean, that, that's it. Like you, you, you. I don't know, man. I, I just. I respect the Jerry Jones of the world that are that want to sit at the table and want to want to pick players and but know and, your role. And, like Jerry, Jerry is his proven that he's good enough to do it. Like he gets he's a little right. handsy for me. Well, but. you you can see where the like the draft process in Dallas is going to be a little bit more complicated, right? Because you got Mike McCarthy, you got you got uh, Will uh, Will McClay, you got Stephen Jones now who's who's taken over, and you got Jerry Jones, and so you got really you got four. You got more people than that in the building, but you got four like prominent voices in in the decision of 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 but what Jerry, they're going to do with certain players like that's not ideal i i respect it cool it's your money your 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 business do what you want to do but it would be significantly easier if you go get the right dude like you said new england probably is or put him in the driver's seat and let him drive especially if that's not your expertise and cal mcnair's expertise isn't like hey let me let me sit now i think he's gonna have to pull the trigger on the on the Football coach, the thing that he's got to do is pull the trigger on the best football person that he can get, and have that, and trust that person will make the right moves. And he's he's picked wrong. He has picked wrong. And if you are if you are fairly concerned about his judgment, that is very very fair with who he has entrusted. But he ain't going nowhere, <laughs> and the McNair family aren't going anywhere as the owners of this team. And for them to get out of this, they're going to, as you said, Clint, have to entrust their trust into a decision maker at some point. Because, like, no, like you don't want Cal McNair being the, the the main person that's going to come in and be your general manager and pick your team. You don't want him to own like that. That's not his area of, of expertise. What you hope is, man, can you find your Kyle Shanahan? Can you find your football person that runs can you find your Belichick can you find and that's got to be the hunt he hadn't found it yet yeah okay. yeah yeah what happened there but all right coming up as we continue here on the drive a little five o'clock fire we'll get you caught up on everybody that is left uh that the Texans have interviewed they've had more in the last 24 hours and we'll let you know the latest there as well and more news coming up with the NFL playoffs and other teams that the Texans may have to compete against More good news on the Sean Payton front. We'll discuss more of that coming up next.